Celebrating over 10 years of prolific and unparalleled live fire barbecue and grilling talk. And yes, it's still being done from Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Second day of bonus content. It is Saturday, March 21st. I'm losing track of days, actually. Having three days of work at home has made me not be able to keep track of days. Get out of the schedule, the daily routine. We continue to talk coronavirus 2020. We continue to talk how it impacts business, but we're here to help as well. And somebody that I love to chat online, offline, on phones, through emails and text messages is first Tuesday of the month regular guest, Sam the Cooking Guy. Greg. Sam, appreciate you taking time out here. And I don't know if, I mean, this could be a, a run of weeks where I can pretty much get whoever I want because unlike any other circumstance where everybody's busy and doing whatever their regular life is. Regular life is put on pause, and that means staying at home. So there are silver linings. I was able to get Nick Solaris yesterday for some bonus content. I'm able to get you today for some bonus content. And I'm wondering, like, how is it affecting you personally right now? Me, I, I will speak on behalf of the restaurant world right now. It's affected all of us in a really horrible way. We've closed both our restaurants. If I can clarify, are you closed, closed for good, or closed for the time being and, and, uh, uh, close, and hope close to reopen? For the, closed for the time being okay. and, and absolutely hope to reopen and, and have no reason to believe we won't unless this goes beyond the expected. So what is, like from a business aspect, what are you and the partners talking about? Do you set out, okay, here, here's what we can do for these many days or months, and then if it surpasses that, then we have to look at a much dire set of consequences? I don't know what those would be. Honestly, we've not really allowed ourselves to go there yet. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm in California. Uh, we're on lockdown. I don't think Ohio is yet, or are you? Well, let's compare and contrast. What does lockdown in California mean? Lockdown in California means you only go out for groceries, pharmacy, gas bank, essential services. It appears to me that not everybody takes is taking this very seriously. The China model, uh, we know... Uh, from what we can tell, not being in in country seems to have worked. But the China model was a really restrictive one under threat of, uh, you know, either arrest or or significant fines. You stayed home. You didn't go out. I'm not sure what happened in Italy, why that has gone so horribly wrong. Part of me thinks it's the Italian uh, style, everything we loved about the Italians their closeness, like the French, they, 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 they're a cafe society. They sit outside, little tables, super close together. They kiss on, on two cheeks. There's lots of touching. They're very tactile. Now they've brought the military in to make sure nobody goes out, like really nobody goes out. Kelly and I were musing yesterday at how casual people seem to be taking this. And I don't think you can take it casually. I think we need only look at what's happening in Italy to understand what is very likely to happen here. Are you noticing that it is, in general, a cavalier attitude, or are you noticing no, that it's a younger sector? Or a, a- I think it's a younger sector. Look, look at Florida. Well, I mean, what the, what the hell? A, how did parents allow their children to go to stuff like that? And I say allow, I mean, some were college kids. 
or maybe maybe they were all college kids. I don't know. Maybe they had their own money, but you know, many of them said, "I can't afford this, mom, dad. Will you pay for me to go to Florida?" Yes, yeah, spring break. And right. there was tacit approval by handing them the money or buying them the plane tickets. But what about the greater responsibility that the state of Florida had? It's like they looked at this and they went, well, shit, this is bad, but let's just give ourselves a couple more days of fun in the sun and fill up the hotel and the restaurant and the bar coffers a little bit more before we decide we have to pull the plug. Right. I totally agree that it was money motivated. You're in a huge tourist time of the year with spring break and college restaurants and bars. Huge money, huge money that they could stand to lose. But here was the other thing as, as this is transpiring. You have however many thousands of people down in Florida during spring break in a normal circumstance. They then hop planes or get in cars that's, and go back to their colleges. But now they're course, dispersing the all over the country. Of course, that's the problem. It's the most irresponsible thing I've ever seen a state do. do honestly, you, Do you think on a holistic sense that in the beginning, maybe minds are changing as we are heading into a second week of this, but do you think that there was some kind of weird thought that this is a terrorist and we are not going to let the terrorist win? We're going to lead our lives as we had done 24 hours and 36 hours and 15 years before this. We will not succumb to this fear. I feel like it was for a lot of people. I know what's going on in other parts of the world, but it's not going to happen to us. Not so much uh, we will win and we'll live our life. It will show them. Yep. This is not the days following 9-11 when people were encouraged to go to Broadway shows and go to restaurants and stuff like that. It's the opposite of this. Yeah. It's absolutely the opposite. So it doesn't matter. You know, it's like uh, what's the expression about the horses or the barn gate's been left open. In the Florida's case, they left the freaking barn gate open. I saw these idiots on the news going, you know, well, if I get it, I get it. I heard one girl say, uh, this is this is really ruining my spring break. Look, uh, you and I are both fans of the Stern Show. Yeah. And I came across uh, a brand new John Melendez, Steve Grillo podcast this morning. Oh, dear. These words were spoken. Steve Grillo says, look, of all the people we know collectively – do you know anybody that's gotten it yet? And the other guy goes, no, I don't. And the guy goes, you think we would have known somebody thereby saying, I mean, how bad could this really be yeah. if the, our circles haven't coincided with a COVID-19 case yet? The thinking is stupid. People have to look at what's going on in Italy. I keep going back to that. And I don't want to be a bummer. And we're going to stop talking about this and talk about the sort of the slightly more positive side of it. But have you seen those videos that have been sent by by younger people? They put together this this Instagram or social media campaign of Italians saying things like, we're speaking to you from the future. Two weeks from now, don't make the mistakes we've made. You can't go out. You have to take this seriously. Okay, that's it. I'm going to start to freak myself out if I do this. Anymore. Yeah, well, so from a business standpoint, the yeah, restaurants so are closed at this point. Restaurants are closed. We did we did takeout for a couple of days. Yeah, is that is that then, not a, a subsisting business model then? It's not really no, I, because now people are really not going out, really not going out. I'm in Little Italy, the restaurant capital of San Diego. Really is is the most restaurant centric part of the city. You have a Javier's there. <laughs> stop, it's an inside stop, joke. Stop. Sorry. 
It's a very inside joke. And no, it's actually not in uh, Little Italy. Tough guy. We just made the decision. It was didn't make sense to keep going. Are the workers laid off or the furloughed or like the what? Workers what's are on? furloughed so yeah. they can go uh, get uh, unemployment insurance. And the hope is as many of them as possible come back after this. Mm-hmm. Whatever after this looks like. Well, that was going to be my other question is, let's say time frame I'm hearing now is midsummer right. when everything will be trending down. Maybe we are released. I can't even believe I'm saying that out loud. We're not even in month four. Midsummer is like mid-July. That's three months from now. And to me, that feels like what's going to happen, at least. Best speculation. Yeah. How do you think the restaurant industry domestically looks coming out of that three months later from now? You know what? Knowing how many small, single mom and pop restaurants there are. Uh, I have to think we're going to lose upwards of 60% of what's wow. out there, right? It just feels like it. But, but, but you know what? It is not exclusive to the restaurant business. I walked the dogs last night, and we can do that. And I walked past some small retail shops in Little Italy. And I, I'm thinking, I wonder if those guys, those guys can make it. Right. They sell a handful of like women's things and you know, the associated items. Can they, can they possibly hang on? You need deep pockets to be able to do this. It's honestly, it's unbelievable. Are you, are you still uh, working? Can you still work? Yeah. I'm so luckily the position that I'm at in the day selling yeah. big trucks yeah. because of my setup, I'm traditionally either out in the marketplace making calls mm. or attending meetings. Obviously, we are encouraged now to not do those unless it is absolutely necessary. And it's not absolutely necessary. Obviously, I have a pretty decent video conferencing setup if I had to do it that way. Uh, yeah. There aren't any real demands where somebody says, oh, my God, I have to have a truck now. If that's the case, we do have some stock units available that we could offer. But if they want to build, that truck isn't going to build until mid-April, end of April at this point. So. For me, it's been a lot of emailing. It's been a lot of phone calls. It's been a lot yeah. of, hey, when this thing resolves itself, can we get some dates that yeah. might work for us? And then yeah. if we have to bump back. So my day job at this point is unaffected. And luckily, I'm un- unbothered at that point. And then obviously <clears throat> with the show, what I'm hoping to do now is, since I will have some extra time from a show perspective, is to do more of these these aren't things that we normally do. It's usually a live show on Tuesdays. If you don't right. make the live show, we release a podcast hour one on Wednesday, hour two on Thursday, and then we have the best of show on Friday. But if I can do an extra two or three or four bonus content things like we're doing now, then people are home. They're looking for things to do. Why not? And this was one of the things I was no, going to transition to as we look at you. You have an opportunity and certainly you're not looking to to profit at this by any stretch of the imagination, but you have the ability to talk to a much wider base of people who are now trapped and looking to be entertained and learn. Look, I, I, uh, you know, I've talked about my wife, Kelly. I adore her. She's behind me somewhere. She comes from a family that loves the news, like legitimately loves the news, you know, and I would watch, you know, uh, I'm old enough. I'm still in the television mode of wanting to see news on TV in the morning and then six, five thirty, six o'clock at night. But I cannot watch this coverage 
all throughout the day. Yeah. I cannot. I need something to take my mind off it. And you're right. I think if people find something else, I think it's a great time for people to learn how to sew, speak Spanish, clean their house. Kelly said the other day, let's do the pantry. What was and the I'm last like, time she uh, said that? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> but I'm like, no, and my excuse is, honey, come on. We can't do everything we want to do in the first day of the, <laughs> of the lockdown. We'll have nothing to do. We have weeks left. Let's pace our doings. I cleaned my computer screen yesterday. It took me like six minutes. It had a lot of fingerprints on it. Yeah. And I felt good like I'd accomplished something for the day. Fortunately, my next cookbook, I just got back the edited recipes. So I send it all off. They go through it. They send it back to me. And it's, you know, leave track changes on, make your comments off to the side. Mm. That went back to them the beginning of January. And I just got back yesterday. Not just the recipes looking good, but laid out in the the style of the book, along with all the photographs in place. This is thrilling for me. Yeah. And now my job is to go through probably my last opportunity to go through and, and clean up language. And did I mean to say three minutes? I meant four. And I can word that better. But I've got that to do. But that has to be back the beginning of April. Then what? Then we've got YouTube and we're going to continue to figure out how to shoot because I think it's a, I think it's of value. I would never say I'm being of service because that's what policemen and firemen and, you know, those guys do. It can but, all mean but, stuff differently. I mean, I think I we're think, all doing a service. It doesn't have to be yeah. life saving no, service or first responding service. But I think at this point in time, it's a great opportunity for people that say, hey, I, I can't cook. Or I don't know how to grill. I don't understand barbecue. This is the time for those guys to jump online yeah. and find something. Just because you don't think you can you can smoke a pork shoulder, which, by the way, the most forgiving piece of meat uh, God ever put on this planet, yeah. you can smoke a pork shoulder. And by the way, many of us are going to have nothing but time soon. And the ability to go to the supermarket at least for now, until, you know, who knows how. The, that can't change, I don't think. I think the way that they let you in and they limit the numbers in 25 at a time, yeah. every 10 or 15 minutes, I think that's a reality. By Those, the way, there's no danger of running out of food. There was no danger not. of running out of uh, toilet paper either, but somehow that got lost in translation. If, if but you, know that, yeah. you know that there's mother effers out there that have 20, 30 cases of the stuff. Sure. And what, what, uh, to what end? What do they think is going to happen? Because, by the way, if the planet ends, 30 cases of toilet paper are not going to help you. Let's be human. It's crazy out there, man. But there, there is no danger of running out of food or, or supplies. At least here in Ohio, we've been told that the food suppliers are busier than they've ever been for this specific because reason, of, because too. Of this, right. Because of this, this wacky demand. Anyway. We've changed our tone. We've done two now lockdown uh, episodes. Here's what you make some chicken and then here are five things you can do with it. Yeah. With, mostly with your pantry. The second one we did was do this with some ground beef. And then here's essentially four or five things that you can make with it. So next will be pasta. And then, you know, in a week from now, we'll run out of that. And then we'll be uh, showing you how to make uh Hats on a napkins or something. I don't know. No, we won't be doing that. But maybe basics again. 
you know, just bring every, slow everything down. Let's all just take a breath and not to be funny because it's one of the things that the people that have this disease in a very bad way can't get. Yep. They're, they're having a hard time with that. And, and so that's the point. Let's use this time to like get back to maybe some simpler times when, when we did these things. Uh, let's talk a little bit. Uh, people can obviously go to the YouTube channel and yes. check out the lockdown recipes uh, for both yeah. beef and chicken. But do you have one or two of each that stood out as one of your favorites? Uh, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of chicken soup. I think it's a great thing to do. You can start with almost any part of the chicken. But I think if you can get your hands on a chicken, which has been a little difficult here. I don't know about about Ohio. Oh, it's been it's been difficult on both sides. Don't forget the other thing that you can get your hands on right now are frozen turkey. Hundred percent. And hands. I think people. I think people forget that a frozen turkey is really just a big ass frozen chicken. Yeah. So take that thing. Maybe have, give it to the butcher in its frozen state and have them saw it in half lengthwise and keep one half in the freezer, let the other half defrost, and then roast it. Use the meat for a couple of meals because turkey breasts are large and thighs and legs. You could feed your family easy for a couple of days on just the meat that came off of that. And then save those bones and turn the bones into soup. I did this three days ago because my out my we have a you know an older refrigerator in my garage and we packed it too much in spots that were important to its its life and it started like thawing. And I opened it up to get something and there was a giant, giant Ziploc bag of turkey bones that were on their way, started defrosting. I said, well, now's the time to make soup up. Those bones, honestly, and there's a there's a recipe on my uh, on my website for turkey soup, uh, but it makes the best stuff. Are you a make your broth guy? Yeah, I love that. I think it's a great thing to do. So is that just great. water and you put the bones in and you yep. put like uh, rough bones, chopped vegetables? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Anything? Skim it, you know, bring it to a boil. You know, the, the collagen will come out of the bones. It'll create that foam on top, yeah. skim that off, turn it down to a simmer, put a lid on, leave it for leave it for an hour and a half. What about spices and herbs and things of this I nature? Do, just I, salt and pepper? St- I start to do that stuff after. Yeah. So once I've, once I've gotten the, the bones simmered, closed lid, throw the bones in, cover them with like an extra couple inches of water, bring it to a boil, turn it down to a simmer, skim the fat off for the first half an hour, then put the lid on, let it simmer for a couple hours, then strain it. And now you've got broth. Now, if you want to make it into soup, now it goes back into a clean pot, just this this strained broth, chopped up uh, onion, celery, carrots, little bundle of thyme, couple cloves of garlic, smashed whole, and let that start to do its thing. And then after about an hour and a half, now you've got a great. You've gone from broth to soup, and the soup is delicious. You're gonna want to season it, salt, pepper. I always throw a tablespoon or two, depending on how much liquid I have, of soy sauce in. It's that umami thing. It just amps up the savory taste of it without making it taste like Chinese uh, chicken soup mm-hmm. or turkey soup or whatever it is. You don't taste it. You taste the benefit of it. But once you've got the, bro- the, the soup done, you want to put a little handful of raw rice in, 
do that. Some I was going to ask if you do, um, like my wife is noodles. a huge, oh, okay. Well, that's what I was going to say is yeah. my wife grew up on uh, egg noodles. My mom never made yeah, soup ever that I recall, yeah. but when I started dating my wife and my mother-in-law made red soup and beef soup and chicken yeah. soup, they weren't overly flavorful. She's not a real flavor person, but right. always noodles with every soup that I'd never experienced that. I mean, it's the, be- I mean, it's the, I think it's the best. You know, parsley, lemon Look in the last, that. you know, oh, whatever, oh, the end of it. It's a really good, it's a really good thing. So, yeah, so we made soup, we made tacos, we did a stir fry with the chicken. And this is all predicated on either you buying a deli roasted chicken or mm-hmm. cooking your own chicken. My favorite way to cook chicken these days is, is in a 300 degree oven, parts or whole. If I'm going to do it whole, I'll spatchcock it. You know how to do that. Yep. Season it, little, uh, you know, little oil little salt and pepper, put in a 300 degree oven, let let the breasts come to about 160 degrees and take it out, let it rest a bit. And you've got really beautiful chicken. Take all the, the meat off the bones and use it for the stuff we did. We made a mac and cheese with it. We made tacos with it, a stir fry. We even took um, store-bought pie dough and made empanadas oh. with, with barbecue sauce and, and cheese. And they were fantastic. But then don't throw out the bones ever. If, you're, if you don't know what to do with them, at the very least, just take the bones, the carcass, mm-hmm. all, the, all of the hard parts of this chicken, put them in a Ziploc bag and throw it in your freezer until you either decide it's your moment or somebody persuades you or you come across a recipe, honestly, as meaningful as keeping the, the meat of the chicken itself. I got to tell you, and I've become famous over the years for being brutally honest, for being pretty dumb when it comes to cooking. I've never done that. As soon as I'm done picking the uh, rotisserie chicken that I get from uh, the store Wherever. or one that I make myself, we'll pick yeah. it apart and then I toss it. I toss it in the gar- in the garbage. Yeah, it's no, it's crazy. You oh. know the other thing to keep. The other thing to keep a bigger, a bit of a pain in the ass. Shrimp shells. I have in my freezer right now. Big Ziploc bag of shrimp shells. Wow! To make a broth. A shrimp. By the broth? way, I. Uh, or seafood, seafood broth. Seafood broth. I would challenge you, uh, Mr. Rempe. Yeah. In these days and weeks ahead. In these trying times. In these trying times. Find a chicken, grow a chicken, raise a chicken, whatever you need to do to There's get time. one, and cook it whole. I would suggest spatchcocked on a on a rack on a baking sheet, three hundred degrees till it's done. All right. And then use the meat for whatever you want. Save the bones, and then let's make soup one day. Let's hey, what's the supermarket that you go to? That's called what's Giant called? Eagle. Giant Eagle? Yep. Got it. Okay. Do you have Piggly Wiggly? No. I think that's a Southern thing. Is it? Is it? Not just Southern, but more Southeast, like Georgia, Florida. I could be way yeah. off base, but I believe I've been through a Piggly Wiggly, and that has been more uh, Atlantic side, Southeast. Yeah. I just imagine like a, a, a woman at the front greeting you with a bowl of like grits and <laughs> Sausage or some oh. shit on top of it. Yeah. Yeah. Hey y'all, welcome to Piggly Wiggly. We're we're trying our cheese grits of the day. <laughs> we got ham hock. Which, by the way, let's not ignore that. I don't know. You know, I imagine your audience may be more inclined to this than mine. But some kind of soup with a ham hock thrown in. Mm. Unbelievable what that does for smoky porky flavor unbelievable that's what i've seen in the grocery store too is being available you had mentioned the turkeys which yeah i've seen uh, and we've gone yeah. through 
We'll do the double round of go through Giant Eagle Grocery Store to see what's available, and then we'll go to Walmart to see what's available. If one doesn't have something, typically the other does, but not necessarily, and it's been sparse in the meat, but I've seen a lot of turkeys. I've seen a lot of hams, whole hams yeah, or half hams. hams. Not much else, unfortunately. Yeah. Very little chicken, very little beef. We got a 10-pound log of ground beef at 6 o'clock in the morning at Walmart when we went. What'd you do with it? You, we just uh, rationed it out into like a pound, pound and a half, and then vacuum yeah. packed it and froze. It. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's yeah. a good thing to do. So, yeah. uh, I mean, we could easily make burgers with it if we uh, wanted to when it was still fresh. Uh, it'll be a little bit yeah. more difficult now, but we figured we'd have better use with it in a frozen form. Yeah. So here's what we did: we we took uh, I took a couple pounds of ground beef, started to cook it in a pan, added onion, garlic, uh, and then um, you know cum- my my little I have my little my constant uh, a trio of herbs that I use, I use cumin, I use garlic powder, uh, like oregano. Mm-hmm. Like, so like I, oregano or you use oregano? No, it was oregano, okay. sorry. Well, in California, we have something called like oregano, but I don't want to complicate this. So. <laughs> yeah. so I did that, and that was the basis for you know the enchiladas that we made. Once you had that, you were four ingredients away from really delicious uh, enchiladas. Mm. You know, of course, we made a burrito with it. Is enchilada the one that you bake? Enchilada is the one that you bake, okay. yeah. yeah. I'm not a big Mexican know-it-all. <laughs> I mean, I, I know what a taco is. I don't think understanding what an enchilada is makes you, quote, a big Mexican know-it-all. <laughs> yes, but I, I, so what I meant to say was I would hate to be just throwing out terms and using them incorrectly because I don't know the well, difference between one or the other. 45. How? Ohio, let me just remember what your state must be like. You know, you have just embarrassed an entire state of people. How's by that? Admit, by admitting you didn't know really the difference between an enchilada and what? A taco? No, no, no. I said I know what a taco is. Yeah. You can get it soft. You can so get it in a the hard shell. Have been if, if it wasn't baked. But then there's burrito and then there's <laughs> enchilada. And I believe those things are made with the same shell. And I'm not a huge mexican food lover so i've never really maybe spent a lot of if i don't you know, like this, it why should i maybe you just haven't had good, sam in these I trying the, times i shouldn't be forced to no, you should, like something no, this, that i don't this is exactly the time you and your listeners should be opening up their minds we can leave my listeners out of this no your listeners need a little suggestion because clearly they're not getting it from you I don't know not, that you can correlate my not, dislike or, or non-preference of Mexican food to the rest of my listeners. This, I'm this sure is, this is not the. T- I, oh no no no! It had nothing to do. Well, that's what you just it, said. No, listen. Let me finish. It had nothing to do with correlating your dislike and ignorance of Mexican food well, to the rest of your listeners. We can check I'm the tape, just, Benji. All I'm saying is that your this is the time for your listeners to keep an open mind and try new things yes. that's all douche but i just wanted to make sure because i knew one of them you had to bake or is it fried can you fry them i'm not i'm not having this conversation from where i'm sitting right now i'm 20 minutes to the mexican border yeah we have a rich deep heritage of all mexican foods in san diego i will not dignify that comment with a response all right it's like you want to be educational, but somehow I've offended you because I don't now really I know a lot about Mexican food. I mean, now I have to stop. Jeez now Louise. Enchiladas go in an oven. All right. Burrito, you just need a tortilla. You put all the things in. Yep. 
you roll it up and then you can heat it again if you want, like on a flat top like you've seen me do. Is the difference between a taco and a burrito is the taco is technically open and the burrito is then like shut 100%. closed? 100%. Okay. Filling, fillings can be the same. Yeah. And by the way, those crispy, yellowy, golden taco shells that you see. Like from only old ex- El Paso or something like that? Only exist at El Torito and uh, restaurants in Cleveland. The golden tacos that you get in the packages? Yeah, you would never you, you 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 would never find one of those anywhere in a taco shop in San Diego. And we're famous for some of the best tacos in the country. Rest yeah, assured that I know that 100%. If I go okay. to legitimate taco places here in Cleveland yeah, and there are, they do not sure. have golden crispy shells. Only Taco Good. Bell. Okay, by the way, that being said, there is one application where they're outstanding. Okay. That's when you take a soft tortilla. Yes. You cook it in the sense that, you know, in a nonstick pan, you get a little color on it. Then a layer of refried beans. Yes. And then that golden crispy shell. And then you fill it up and then you fold it. That's the, the double-decker taco that Taco Bell yes. created. Right. That's the only time worth buying those, those uh, things. And I think if you're going to do that, and boy, have we done our normal thing and gotten way off track. But if you're yeah. going to do that, you really have to make sure that that inner crispy or the inner crunchy shell is very crisp because there's yes. nothing more frustrating than when you go to Taco Bell and get that and they haven't heated it up at all to make no, it crispy. No. And then it's like pliable and it's quite a disappointing no, let's, experience. Let's, let's do a, a, a service to your listeners and say, follow the directions on that box I, I would like to know that your listeners were only going to use those crispy golden shells. From what company did you suggest? There's Old El Paso. That's right. Probably Old El Paso. Only if they're going to make this double-decker taco. Yes. Don't, don't, I suppose if you're, it's taco night and that's what your family likes, that's fine. But, but if you're going to use those things, you must follow the package directions. Stand them up on a baking sheet, 350 for 10 minutes or something. They must get crispy or you're 100% right. Mexican food hater. They are no bueno, as oh, we say. No bueno, right. That's not good in Spanish for those non-Spanish speakers. Uh, right. From a coming up standpoint, uh, we're still publishing three days a week then for the foreseeable yeah. future. Will well, you try to? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess I suppose if it may become a different version of it, that maybe me, one camera on me shooting and then sending the, uh, the, the video to Max somehow, you know, uploading it to Max. But you guys could maintain... A good six feet between you. You could set up some remote cameras and maintain the distance. He doesn't have to push in for those close shots that we're used to seeing in production. No, he doesn't. He could get them from the other side, like being in front of me or something, you know, like you suggest. That's fine. That'll all work. There's no reason that can't work. Yeah. I'm just saying it might look different. Sure. There could be a different production value to it. But we're still here providing, we think is a darn good service and hoping that that people uh, that people like it. Like I said in the beginning, I think given where we're at now, people want to watch stuff. They want to be entertained, and they're yeah. also looking for things that they've become accustomed to getting prior to this, during yeah. this. And I think if you are able to do it safely, then you are providing a service. I think so, I, and I don't think we can ignore what's going on. I think it would be reckless of me to say, or to do an episode where a din- dinner party food, right? Right. Right. That would would be foolish. When I see stuff on TV now that has a whole lot of people standing around shaking hands and being super close, 
like I know they can't pull all the programming, but but I also don't want it to go to Walking Dead era uh, entertainment, you know, level of entertainment. I don't want that. The good news is in a couple of weeks, you'll be back on the show. We'll be able to get a yeah. business update and a temperature of whatever that looks like here in the next couple of weeks. Hopefully, I'll give, we'll you, have- I'll give you the here, watch this. Watch me give you the business update right now. It's the same. <laughs> we're still not we're still not open. I'm uh, no expert, by the way. I'm not a doctor. I have no idea what I'm talking about. But perhaps there's a scenario where as testing rolls out, as more of these informational bits are learned, we'll have actually found out that over the past few months prior to knowing this, there have been way more people that have been infected and that have resolved on their own than we know. And, and maybe we're not climbing as steep of a hill as we might be anticipating. When this ends, and it has to end, of course, can't be the new look of the world. You can't be locked in your homes for the rest of life. That's right. obviously not not a model that can ex- exist. Some point, somebody's going to come up with uh, a shot for this, but it will come back. And when it does, hey, people got to eat. People don't. They're going to want to get out of their houses with a vengeance yeah. and and celebrate life again. And that's what we want. We want that to happen. We look forward to that. It's going to be a great day when it does. All right. It's Sam the Cooking Guy. You can find him at thecookingguy.com. I almost said Sam. The, can you find you at samthecookingguy.com too? Do you own Absolutely. that? Absolutely. Yeah. Right. You, you can also find me at danthecookingman.com. Dan the Cooking Man? Because some. Really? Yeah, it's stupid. Every so often somebody will say to me. <laughs> Are you Dan the Cooking Man? <laughs> no. Every so often somebody will go, oh, Sam the Cooking Man. And then I find myself in a quandary. Do I uh, right. say nothing? Yeah, you say nothing. Do I, or, you say or do nothing. I, or do I correct them from one stupid name to another stupid name? You say nothing. Uh, we were at a at a like a it was like a home show, a backyard show, backyard furniture and jacuzzis, which we don't have and shit like that once. And and from about forty feet away, this lady, she may have been in the bag. I don't really know. Yells, "Oh my god!" And of course, you hear a woman yell, "Oh my God!" And every head turns. Oh yeah. As did ours. We were not looking her direction. And as we turn, her arm is pointing at me, fully extended, uh, forefinger right in my fa- at my fa- you know from forty feet away. Yeah. And she goes, "Oh my God! It's Dan the Cooking Man!" And I went, <laughs> "Yeah, it is." And I just turned and went the other way. I'm on a radio station here on Fridays, and we talked about this once. And it became just this big joke. Yeah, I mean, I know that a lot of people will try and capture similarly sounding or similarly spelled, or they'll misspell. They'll find how it's most commonly misspelled, and they'll buy that URL, too, to redirect. Yeah, A lot of ways yes. to catch, but Dan the Cooking Man is one that I didn't see. I thought SamTheCookingGuy.com was a little outside of the box, but Dan the Cooking Man is definitely one I wasn't anticipating. On the show, yep, you so. know him as Sam the Cooking Guy. Perhaps in other internet circles and social situations where you might be half in the bag or fully in the bag, he's Dan the Cooking Man. Or <laughs> or Stan, perhaps. Or Stan. But uh, in two weeks, you will resume as the first Tuesday of the month regularly. I'm getting my regular guests mixed up here. It's taking some time on his Saturday morning from Southern California to talk about the coronavirus and giving you some recipes to try out as we're locked in. Sam, always appreciate the time. You're the best, man. Thanks, Greg.